0: I believe the college football playoff format is going to change today, and it benefits the Big 12. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Oye Dia, the national championship between Washington and Michigan. And today is the day that we're finally going to get some sort of clarity out of the college football playoff committee who is set to meet and at least toy with the idea of restructuring the 12-team college football playoff to a 5-plus-7 model. That is a lot of jargon that might not make a lot of sense. And if you're a first-time listener, let me unpack it. If you're an everydayer, a long timer, I'm sure you get part of this, but it is complex. It was originally a 6-plus-6 model, meaning six conference champions, five technically, five conference champions got into the college football playoff, and then the best conference champion from the group of five would also get into the CFP. So it was almost hey five of the most elite teams in the country from the best conferences in the nation, especially when the Pac-12 existed back when there was a power five. And then one team who won the AAC is effectively what it would have been a six plus six model. But then with the death of the Pac-12, now there are only four power conferences. What are we going to do now? There's been a proposed five plus seven model that can go into format starting next season 2024. We'll see it next year. Now the power four being the ACC, the Big 12, the Big 10 of the SEC. The reason there's not a six plus six still again is because the Pac-12 went away. But with this there's a little there's a little caveat. There's a little this is this is something that according to CBS Sports, a real deal It'll be talked about today. There is a have nots those the have nots are going to be able to get in in a six plus six and that Washington State and Oregon State with the fact that they are still technically the Pac-12 can get into the college football playoff by the way the rule was written, as well as some team from outside of the power five. Now, what's wild is somebody already met the college football playoff could change this formula to a five plus seven and the season. C- The CFP management committee that is composed of commissioners and school presidents approved a five plus seven model that was back in November. And now it's going to be approved likely by the college football playoff committee itself. Here's the complex part of this. There are a lot of ins and outs here. Kirk Schultz is on the college football playoff committee. He's the president at Washington state. So why would Kirk Schultz put his team at a disadvantage based on the rule, the way the thing, the way the thing is written. And this is why I thought that Oregon state and Washington state would go to the big 12 originally, which is still on the table with Eastward expansion. I'm not going to say that is completely ruled out over the course of the next five years at all. I will say knowing that we won't get that for at least a year or two, or those two teams finding their way into a power conference for a little bit. It does sound odd to say that this is, which has to be a unanimous vote, would go through when kirk schultz gets to vote basically why would the guy who's the president at washington state vote for his team to not get the six plus six model because according to the six plus six if the pac-12 is still considered a power five and washington state and oregon state are still technically pac-12 teams because remember they won that lawsuit they got all the assets in the pac-12 by virtue of the ncaa's grace period they have a couple of years where they can still be considered the pac-12 based on most of the stuff that's on the paper it's on paper right now now they should get a shot The winner of Oregon State and Washington State, those two teams should get a shot at the college football playoff based on what is already set in stone. And the only way to truly change what is set in stone is for the committee to vote on a different model, the five plus seven. Now, I'm going to get into later how the five plus seven actually benefits the Big 12 more. And we, the Big 12, who are not currently associated with Washington State and Oregon State, should vote. We should be in favor of the five plus seven model. However... What is most fair is tough. What's the right thing to do here? Because according to like by rule by what I what I'm reading with the contract here for the college football playoff is that six teams get it six plus six is what was originally voted on and while yes the college football playoffs management committee approved a five plus seven model in November that doesn't exactly mean it's going to take effect they need the actual committee itself with Kirk Schultz on it to come in and the board I should say to come in and vote and that board is not slated to meet until now now like today. They're gonna to come together and we likely get an answer over whether or not this board with Kirk Schultz on it actually wants to move forward with the five plus seven model and hurt his own team. So so like what's the right thing to do? Do we do we hurt Washington State and Oregon State who are still the Pac-12? I mean, they got left in the dust, so they wouldn't have had an opportunity to go to the college football playoff without the Pac-12. And well, the NCAA says there's a grace period and you still are the Pac-12. So should we give them a shot? But then again, is that fair to everybody else? Is that fair? Say that a Washington state makes it into the college football playoff. Over a really good 10 and 2 Kansas State team. I wouldn't be very happy with that. You probably wouldn't be very happy with that. An 11 and 1 Kansas State team, even. What do we do that's the most fair here? I think the most fair, and it sucks, the most fair way to do this is to go to the five plus seven. And I also think Kirk Schultz knows that a lot of the sentiment that I'm hearing. From different sources, and even aside from sources, actual beat reporters that are on this from a CBS to a Yahoo and to even the big names and blue checks on Twitter are pretty much in agreement that Kirk Schultz is folding. He is recognizing what is best for college athletics. And instead of bringing pushback, instead of giving the no vote, it needs to be a consensus vote for this to change from a six plus six that allows Washington State and Oregon State to duke it out for one of those spots. It takes a unanimous vote to change that to a five plus seven. It takes Kirk Schultz saying, you know what? Okay." And for the betterment of the rest of college athletics, I think he's going to do that. While this is certainly a headline and certainly something we have to talk about, the thing that stands out the most to me is that I I think Kirk Schultz, despite getting the short end of the stick, is going to do the altruistic thing. He's going to do the right thing and move to five plus seven, which gives more opportunity to the power four to get somebody in. And I guess technically now we have to decide where Washington State and Oregon State fall because remember, of the five, four of those are conference champions. The next best one is a conference champion from the, the group of five level. It's going to be a conference champion from that level. So like an Air Force possibly uh, could be at SMU. Could it be a Washington State and an Oregon State if they run the gauntlet on their, their makeshift Mountain West schedule? I don't know. We got a lot to figure out with those two teams. That's why I thought they would be in the power five, because oof, there's a lot to decipher over there. So could we work them into a TV deal for somebody else? And obviously that hasn't happened yet. So while that's put to rest for at least a second, we got to figure out the change, of the college ball playout format that I think is coming with a vote from Kirk Schultz, how it's going to affect everybody else. I don't know. Can I can I can I be a little transparent here? I can't guarantee you this is what's going to happen. Maybe there is a ton of pushback from the college football playoff board that has to be unanimous. So much so, a ton of pushback from you know NCAA fans that love Washington State and Oregon State. The Kirk Schultz says, you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to stick with my guys. I'm voting no to this. We stay six plus six with the NCAA grace period for two years. One of those two teams, Washington State and Oregon State, will get in and they will share the college football playoff revenue. That's the same thing that I posed to you a couple of months ago. I guess that's possible. I guess that's possible and it does benefit what Kirk Schultz wants. But again, most of the sentiment that I've heard from across the landscape of, of expansion and beyond is that he's ready to fold and do what's right for the rest of college football. And that's move it to a five plus seven and not effectively toss a layup, a gimme, a softball to Washington State and Oregon State. It will be the right thing to do. Was the right thing to do from the, for the Pac-12 schools to leave those two behind? no. But it had to be done. Otherwise, a a Utah gets lost, just like Washington State and Oregon State are. And now they're going to have to pay for it. But the Big 12 is going to win with this. The Big 12 will benefit from this 5 plus 7 format. I'll explain that next here on Lockdown Big 12, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to make money. This past weekend, I said the NFL was on, and I know that there are some teams who are resting their starters. Some teams just don't care to be here. They already know they have it in the bag. And there were some teams who had more to play for, a la the Dallas Cowboys. So I went to FanDuel and said, I'm going to bet on the teams that need to play well. Now, some of them didn't do so hot. Jacksonville Jaguars looking at you, but the Cowboys did and I made money at FanDuel. NFC regular season is wrapped up, but there's still time to get into the action during the playoffs with FanDuel. Get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right. Five bucks, 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use live, same game parlays. You got best bets in the explore tab, make a parlay in the parlay hub. The best way to find popular parlays and more visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet. A layup FanDuel official partner of the NFL. The big 12 is going to benefit from a rule change from the college football playoff committee. While so far that seven, that's five plus seven format is not official. We don't know it's official yet. The management committee college football playoff management committee approved it. Now we need the CFP board to approve it. And I think when that happens, when Kirk Schultz says, fine and the five plus seven is installed the big 12 is going to benefit greatly because now with the death of the pac 12 we're deciding that seven at large teams can make it in and that gives one more spot for the big 12 to not just get two teams in which was probably going to be typical but now your shot at three is a lot greater here's a good example let's look at 2022 the final ap poll of 2022 tcu is obviously in a 12 team playoff utah You are also in a 12-team playoff, and Kansas State is in a 12-team playoff. In 2022, by virtue of the fact that now there is one less conference champion that's going to get in those three teams easily, like no debate, no debate, get into the college football playoff. That's in 2022. What about 2021? Let's take you back a little bit. Baylor, they were a top five AP pole finisher, period. They get into the college football playoff. Oklahoma State, who lost the Big 12 championship, they get into the college football playoff. Look at a Cincinnati, who went 13 and one. Now, look, I'll give you this. I mentioned Utah in 2022 and Cincinnati in 2021. I know they weren't in the Big 12, but I'm pitching you a scenario in which there could be teams. Like, listen to this Cincinnati at 13 and one, Baylor at 12 and two, Oklahoma State at 12 and two. That's a real thing that could happen in the Big 12 say next year. Obviously Baylor and Cincinnati are down, but listen to, let me let me change the teams. Listen, bear with me here. Stay with me. Kansas State finishes 13 and 1. That's a college football playoff team. Oklahoma State finishes 12 and 2. That's a college football playoff team. Utah finishes 12 and 2. That's a college football playoff team. And back in 2021, Oklahoma also went 11 and 2. Utah went 10 and 4. We are opening the door we are opening the door for the Big 12 to get not just two or three, but maybe in a crazy nuts year with the way this thing is built, with the way the schedule is, four teams in the college football playoff. You're just saying, Drake, how is that possible? Four teams? And as to Oconomia, right, it would, it would take some finagling. I can give you three pretty easily, right? The five plus seven model, seven at-large bids, and you already get one team into the playoff you already get one team into the playoff based on the conference champions. So, say that oklahoma state goes i don't know 12 and 0 in the regular season goes to the, the big 12 championship they lose the big 12 championship to a 12 and 0 colorado right and I'm, I'm not even looking at the schedule here i'm giving you all hypotheticals but just bear with me for this in that scenario 12 and one Colorado and 12 and one Oklahoma State certainly make it in Colorado being a big 12 champion they' they're, they're gonna get our you know undefeated Colorado at 13 and0 they're gonna get in and 12 and 12 and one Oklahoma State they're gonna get in. Well then what if you're like hey wait a second we got this team that was tied you got kicked out of you know, Kansas State finished at 11 and one and they got kicked out of the big 12 championship game with their 11 and one we can't let them out right We can't leave them out so yeah you gotta let them in and you're like hey well uh, Utah's 10 and two back here. And they're a really good 10 and 2. Can we give them the last at-large bid? Obviously, there'll be a conversation. It depends on what happens in the SEC. It depends on what happens in the Big 10 and the ACC. We already know the Big 12 is valued higher than the ACC. You got a leg up there. The Big 10 and the SEC could eat each other alive. That's true. 16 teams, though, in a non-divisional format. There's a way the schedules line up to the Big 12 having a couple of teams undefeated in the conference championship game which doesn't often happen in the SEC, by the way, a couple of teams undefeated in the conference championship game, and then a couple of teams behind them with one loss in that scenario, the big 12 with an added at large team in the college football playoff has a real good shot at getting not just one or two or even three, but four teams. And again, can Hey, look, You're screaming, you're throwing things, your kids crying in the back because you're thinking there is no way the Big 12 could ever get four teams in and you're a dreamer for saying it. You're right, buddy. You are right. What about three? Three is great. If there there, there are four power conferences in college athletics and the Big 12 gets three teams in the college football playoff, making up a fourth of the CFP, that is awesome. That is awesome. We already know the champion of the conference gets in. If the, the loser of the conference championship game is also going to get in, the the way the format's set up with seven at large bids, there is no way there will never be a season. There will never be a season where the Big 12 doesn't get two in. That just it, it, it won't have their 12 teams. There will never be a scenario where the Big 12 doesn't get two in. That should not happen. You could make the case this would be the lone year where it's possible because the way that Oklahoma State's non conference evened out, the number two team in the Big 12 won't finish as a top 12 team. The regular season, at least. So, yes, possible, but I'm saying it's never going to happen with two teams guaranteed a spot. Then all I'm asking is somebody to go 11 and one and miss the conference championship game or somebody to go 10 and two and still have the resume A Utah to go 10 and two and have the resume to finish at 11th in the country. Looking at the recent AP polls, Utah, 10 wins, 10 to the nation in 2022. That's pretty feasible. Ole Miss in 2021. 10 wins. They finished 11th. They were in the top 10 going into the, going into the sugar bowl. They lost to Baylor Utah that season at 10 and four, they finished 12th in the country. We have seen a plethora of teams win 10 games and be in the top 10 win even like nine games in the regular season and be teetering on that line. That gives me confidence that with an added at-large team, it's going to benefit the Big 12, who is bound to have fringe teams. Sure, but now there's one less team on the bubble because the Pac-12 doesn't have an automatic bid. When Kirk Schultz says, fine, whatever. You guys win. I'm going to do what's right for college football and go to the five plus seven format. Five conference champions, basically five. Four conference champions, the conference champion of the best at large, whatever the verbiage they end up wanting to use for that is. And then seven other teams. I'm confident at least two of those teams going to be Big 12. And yes, in a crazy year, I know the stars have to align, but there could be four. And I would like that very much. This change, five plus seven, is great for the Big 12. You know, it's not great for the Big 12 uh, basketball officiating. Never really has been. Welcome to the league. New guys. Get used to it. TCU. Let's talk about it. This is Locked On Big 12. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Thank you to our friends over at Jace Medical for sponsoring Locked On and Locked On Big 12. I know we came for sports talk, but let's. Talk about the reality, crazy realities of life for a second. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if a loved one got sick while there's a supply chain issue. Thankfully, we'll be okay with Jace Medical. That Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat. Anything, pretty much. A long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit JasonMedical.com. Complete your phys- physician encounter today. It'll be reviewed by an onboard, a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Save money. Could help save your life. Never been more important to prepare than today. Go to JasonMedical.com. Use code Locked On to get $20 off your order. JasonMedical.com. Use code Locked on today big 12 basketball officials suck that's something that we've got to get used to and i've got i've got something for you here tcu i am pissed royally pissed that they would call that a flagrant foul it wasn't and if you're out there and you don't know what i'm talking about you gotta go watch it because hunter dickinson takes kind of a hand elbow thing and it uh, The officials review it, they call it flagrant, and it wasn't. It shouldn't have been, and Kansas wins the game. I've got a couple different thoughts here. One, are we shocked? Big 12 officials are not very good. I was watching multiple Big 12 games on Saturday. One thing that stood true was, oh, this is kind of embarrassing. From an officiating standpoint, there's some embarrassing moments. Two, it's Kansas. If you're a Kansas fan, can you just admit for a second that being the Big 12's powerhouse team, you benefit from time to time, From calls, most of the time the home team does. You see it a lot. The home team, the crowd gets behind them. The referee can get flustered. And that's what happens. I'm not saying that this game was rigged against TCU, but it looked kind of nasty at the end. We can all agree it wasn't a flagrant foul. Third thing, I am usually a proponent of fans, fan, coaches, coach, players play, officials officiate. We all kind of stay in our own lanes and whatever happens, one sector doesn't really have a ton of control over the other. That said, in this scenario, I get why you'd complain, because that was bad. It wasn't good. But, and I know I keep going back and forth here, I'm just trying to find a way to justify this. It was a terrible call. There was a minute to go when TCU had a chance. It's not like it was the last call of the game that ended everything. TCU still had a shot. I know that there are free throws. Hunter Dickinson gets an opportunity. He go, I mean, Kansas capitalized fully on, on a bad call. Kansas won the game in the, in the end on a bad call. Did they overall win the game? I, overall, be, only because of that call? No. TCU still had a shot. But it was awful. And guess what? We're not going to remember it. I don't think we're going to remember it in two months. We shouldn't have to. TCU, just go win the rest of your games. Really impressed. Really impressed. You could have won. I'm not going to say you should have won. I'm not going to say you should have won. 81 points in Allen Fieldhouse is huge. Houston over West Virginia. um, Yep. Yep. Houston fans, it's that easy. You know, it's that easy. It's good for you. Uh, You know, welcome to the Big 12. You know, you're going to be fine. It's just that easy. Just get cocky. You know, your 34 point victory. West Virginia. Oh boy. I really thought, you know, Blue Collar program, they can fight back. They didn't. Cincinnati. Oh. Dude, I'm impressed with Cincinnati. The same Cincinnati team that I thought, oh, you know what? They're probably not gonna be there. they're probably not gonna be great in the Big Twelve. Wes Miller, baby. Twelve and two record now. For BYU. Hey, question front row here. What if, and hear me out, hear me out, playing better, better defense and maybe doing something that's not that's not shooting threes would be like something we could do. I thought it was so nuts. The amount of, was it like 44 threes? I'm pulled up right now. Cause I, I screenshotted a quote that was so golden. It is Pope saying, I like the 46 attempts. I would take 46. The disappointing side. We missed 33. Yeah. No, what? Yes. ha. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's the problem with taking a lot of three pointers is what if you miss? Can the defense back you up? The answer for BYU was no Cincinnati. Great win. BYU. Ooh, twelve and two might turn into like thirteen and ten soon. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I just you can't live and die by the three in the Big Twelve. I think that's going to be a problem for Baylor. It's the reason that Baylor only had sixty points going into overtime against Oklahoma State. They had a bad shooting day. Thankfully for the Bears, Oklahoma State is just bad enough that Baylor could shoot the three pointer very poorly and still lean on its defense, though often poor. Not poor in standards of the Big 12. I think they're 13th in the Big 12, 12th in the Big 12 in defense. Although often poor, Baylor had enough defense to get a 75-70 win, closed out against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, this is not good. Uh, This is not good. The SIU lost, this is not good. I like Mike Boynton a lot. I've been at a lot of his press conferences, too, and have always appreciated Mike Boynton. There's going to be a tough conversation there. Iowa State, the best defensive team in the Big 12 statistically, second best to Houston, but the best, according to Ken Palm, shot quality. 71-63, I thought Iowa State would win this game at Oklahoma. OU, maybe you're legit, too. Create depth in the conference. Texas Tech. Yes. Yes. We were all rooting for you, buddy. 78-67. Not only did you lead at halftime, you closed out the game. That was my question. Can they close out the game? You made the right hire. Grant McCaslin was the right hire, and he went into Austin and beat a top 25 fraudulent Texas team. I said it on the radio on ESPN Central Texas this week. I think of the top, the current top 25 teams in the Big 12, Texas is the most likely to miss the NCAA tournament. I did I to put money on it today. Yes or no. Will Texas make the tournament? I don't know if they will. I don't know if they will. I know there's one loss, but they're going to end the year as a bubble team. Last four in, last four out. That's my prediction. And then UCF, welcome to the Big 12. We weren't lauding Kansas State as like the team to beat. They've had a lot of stuff going on. Like President Linton being like overstepping, Drum Tang being unhappy with the way that some things have been handled. This was like kind of your shot to impress a little bit. Even if you lost, you know, impress a little bit. Yeah, that's bad. Kansas State to give you some credit, you know. Yeah, you won the game. I gotta give you credit, but you see, yeah, that was my takeaway. It was just oh oh, that was stinky. I don't think UCF is going to have a very good year this year. That's okay, though. That's okay. You guys are good at football, getting better at football. That's your saving grace. A national championship in football tonight. It's basketball season for me. Rooting for Washington because Washington is just Texas Tech. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Washington is just Colorado. Washington is like what a normal Big 12 team could be. They're outside of the realm of teams that I thought could ever win a national championship. I have like a list of 12 teams. These are the only 12 teams that will ever win a national championship in college football ever again. Washington's not on there. They could break my rule. They could break my rule. They might. And then it would show that, like, what's keeping, what is keeping. I don't know, TCU from being a Washington. What's what's keeping one of these big, to- Utah, from being a Washington? I don't know. They could do it. Let's root for Washington because they are us tonight. This has been It Always Will Be. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Locked on! Thanks again for making it your first listen every single day, I guess. Dose Grande!